Welcome to Stemming in Stilettos with Dr. Tasha, a podcast for and about women of color in STEM. These women are brave, beautiful, and brilliant. Their stories deserve and need to be heard. Their voice strong, their message clear, their experiences priceless. Now let's welcome this wonderful winning woman of color to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Stimming in Stiletto. And today I'm really happy to be here before you. And it's just me. There's no guest today. Um, there's some things that I really want to talk with you about. Well, there's a topic that I want to talk to you about today. It's really important to me, and it's becoming sort of a theme that I see that has been reoccurring in my own life. And I want to make sure that you guys get it so that you don't have to go through all of the stuff that I've been through, uh, only to come to come back around to it. And so I felt like I needed to, you know, sort of talk to you about it. And so our topic for today is power. And what is the, the the notion and the idea of it? And, you know, because the, I feel like it's the conversation to be had these days. Everybody's talking about it. Who has it? Where did it go? How do I get more of it? Or how do I get it at all? Um, and so let's talk about power and what it can mean for us as women of color and specifically as black women. Um, do we have power? If we had it, where did it go? Um, how do we get it? How do we keep it? And how do we normalize it, right? Because the idea that we all grew up with, I say we, people of my age, without giving my age away, um, we grew up with this idea that we never had it. And specifically that that women never had it. We were always subservient to men um, in a large sense. They had the power. We had to get it from them. And we used different methods in order to get it. Um, and as black women, it was for us, it was, it was that we never had it as a group, as black people, as African Americans, as, as people of color in the United States. Um, I can only speak for those of us in the United States, and I'm really weary about speaking for all of us in the United States. But for a period of time, you guys know that we, we didn't have any powers. We were, we were slaves. We were, um, working for other people and not even being paid for it. So, um, the, the amount of power we held, um, wasn't necessarily predicated on ourselves. Um, we did have power within our own households in a sense, but we didn't even, we didn't even have much power there. I mean, they would take wives and husbands and children away, um, to, you know, to give, to sell to other, other people. So, um, we didn't necessarily have agency, which, you know, is a part of power. And so what I really want to talk about is what it now looks like. So we are in, at the time of this recording, we are in the year 2021. And um, I really want you guys to walk away knowing and understand that you have power, you have agency, 
that you have you have both of those things in in abundance and that there isn't anyone um, out there, whether that's a boss, a husband, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, um, you know, your supervisor, your compadres, your um, your your workmates who can take it from you, your parents. None of those people have control. Um, none of those people have the right or the ability or the authority to take your power. Only you can do that. You are the one who gives your power to other people. Um, and I guess what we should be talking about is, you know, kind of sort of like, don't be mad when they, when they take it. If you're giving something, don't be mad when someone actually says, yeah, I'll take that. Um, I'll do, I'll do something with it. Um, you know, we shouldn't really be mad at that, but oftentimes we find ourselves being mad at others for using the power that we gave them. We shouldn't. Um, so one of the things that I learned in church today, or one of the, one of the things that really resonated with, um, with me was that the, the guest preacher today in church said, you are never without power. I really want people to, 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 to let that one sink in is that you are never without power, which means that you've all, you, you've always had it. And at some point in your life, you have forgotten that, um, it, it, or it was taken away from you or it was, or it was given away. Um, and our job is to remember, to recall, to recover, um, and to take back that power. And that's what I really want it to be today. Cause there's, I, I feel like there is this drive and this, um, momentum we as women of color are having right now. We seem to be in flavor, um, and in many, in many different areas, not just in STEM, but, um, in all the areas. So you, you'll see women being appointed to as presidents and CEOs and they're, the chief diversity officers, or they've been appointed to this executive position. And, and I can tell you that I am literally rooting for every woman of color to get and deserve that job promotion, a new position, whatever we're going to call it. Um, but I also want them to recognize that the power that you now have in that new role, you already had it, that it was innate. It's inside of you. And if you are aspiring to the next role, um, whether you're in middle management or you want to jump into middle management, that you already have the power. It's just a matter of how we decide to use to use it. Um, and for for once, I really want to talk, you know, the, to the beginning of this, I really want to talk through what agency is, because I talk about that and people are like, what does that mean? What are you talking about? when you say someone has agency. And and so I, I think it's important that we sort of talk through what that is and and get get you a um get you a clear understanding. So to me what agency means is it's the capacity of of you to act independently and to make your own free choices, right? It's your um, ability to act on your own free will. 
And that indeed is a type of power. So when I'm saying that you have agency, you you guys know, like you when you make decisions about where you want your your um your career to go, that's you taking agency when you color your hair, when you put on the dress or the shoes, or you put on the pants and the work boots and you put on the hard hat and you you decide to to major in this particular thing, or you decide you want this particular car, or you decide you want to date this particular person, that's you exercising your agency. It's you acting on what you believe to be true and well and good for yourself. And I think at some point when we say words like, I don't, I didn't have any choice. I had to do this. That means that you have, your agency has been taken, taken away from you, um, whether that's real or imagined. And so in a large sense, that means that your level of power has been diminished. And so I really want everybody to understand those two things, right? So, um, you know, we live in a world where power is key and it's king. Um, power means that you have, you know, money, right? Power means that you have influence. Um, and sort of like that combination of both of those things are really important. Um, a woman is, you know, we're judged on so many different things and you can never be too rich or too thin. Um, she can, she can be too powerful at times, you know, or she can't be, or sometimes it's the opposite. She can't be powerful enough, right? Um, it's accepted wisdom that women have made the longest strides towards independence, towards authority and opportunity. Um, but we still live in a world where we're still having firsts. There are still women, you know, women who have ascended to be the first president of a college, women who are the first to graduate um, in a particular major at a, a particular university uh, or college in the United States, a woman who was the first to walk into this role, a woman who was the first to do X, Y, Z, one, two, three. We're still having firsts. And so those women had to overcome so many things when you are the first, which means that at some point they didn't even consider you, which means that when we, when we, when we talk about breaking down barriers, when we talk and talk about breaking down doors, this is what we mean. We are in spaces where people didn't even consider us. And so you walk in with all, with all your agency, you make, you make the right choices, you make you make the the right decisions for yourself and right is relative. You know, that's the other thing is right is relative um, <clears throat> for you. And so that's you exercising your agency to get and navigate through spaces that, again, weren't designed for you, that you weren't even a thought for the most part. Right. And so we're still in a place where we we have the first woman of color vice president in 2021. We still are having the first woman, uh, you know, of Indian descent to head this thing or the first woman of color to head this thing. And so um, I, I want to commend them, can commend those women um, for just that ascension, but understanding that they they. They really stepped into themselves. They really stepped into their own agency. They really stepped into and steeped themselves in in their own power in a way that that 
catapulted them into the positions that they um they that they are now in. So I, you know, the the research supports the notion that women indeed are better leaders than men. Um I don't think that men really want to hear that. Uh, women leaders are stronger. People managers are more active champions of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yet a lot of this work is going unrecognized and unrewarded by most companies. And that has some serious, serious implications. Companies risk losing the very leaders they need right now. And it's hard to imagine organization navigating the pandemic and building inclusive workplaces if this work isn't going to be prioritized. And so women, we have agency, y'all. This is what this whole thing has been. This whole podcast today has really been about. Um, but how do we exercise that power um, and exercise our own agency without being called, you know, you know, the names a bitch, right? Or she's mean or the angry black woman. How do we how do we advance in our career without without having that be what we become known for. And I can tell you that it's not an easy thing. Like I've heard it. You're mean, you're hard. Um, you know, you don't see me. That was the one that um, a person said to me one time um, when I was in a leadership position, said, you don't see me. And I had to ask him, it was a him. I had to ask him what he meant. And he basically said to me, um, you don't come in and you don't speak to me like a normal person would. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, you know, there is no, you don't ask me about my day. And I was like, right. Cause we're at work, <laughs> you know? Um, so for me, it was more, and because I'm a task driven person, um, it's, it's about getting the task done. Um, and then I can recognize you as a person. And I put that in quotation marks. And if you could see me in my office, I'm putting that in quotation mark right right now. Um, because, again, for me, I'm task oriented. So the tasks come first. Once we complete the task, um, then we can we can have all the conversations you want to have about your wife or your husband and the kids, um, your dog. If you want to talk about that, where you're going for tip for dinner tonight. We can have all those conversations um, because we've completed the task. And so that's how my mind works. So a man would be commended for that, right? But I was punished um, in a sense. And people was like, you need to be nicer. I had, um, when I worked at a university, I had the president of the college tell me that one time that I needed to be nicer and you need to demonstrate compassion for your fellow colleagues, it would serve you. Uh, you it would serve you better, and you would go further in your career. Um, and then he he basically told me that my career I was never going to go any further than I um, was at that point if I didn't learn how to feel um, for my fellow colleagues. And I was floored, absolutely floored. Uh, by the by the comment and I really went back to my office feeling like I didn't have any choice in the matter I left there um, and I remember getting my car and driving really slowly home thinking I don't know if I can do this I don't know if I can bend myself into a pretzel um, and be the person that I'm being told I need to be in order to advance here and Honestly, if I'm being, you know, transparent with 
the audience, my audience with you guys, I tried. <laughs> um, and so this is one of those times where I was like, I felt like I didn't have choice and I felt like my own free will, like what I was doing, what, Na what Natasha Anderson was doing wasn't good enough. Right. So I felt like, okay, well, let me try this. Um, and to see if it would really, it would really take me where I wanted to go. But the truth of the matter is, is I didn't really know because I didn't do the work to understand what it is I was really trying to accomplish in the long run, what it was that I really wanted to do and or be in that space. And so I was listening to voices that were outside of myself tell me who it is that I was, which never works. And so when I heard that statement today in church about you, you always have the power or you can never lose the power, right? Um, let me get it right. <laughs> let me, let me get it right. I don't want to misquote, um, the, the power that you, you are never without power. That was what it was. You are never without power. At some point, I came to the realization that I'd given my power away, that I didn't exercise my agency because I didn't think I had any. And so I don't want that for you. I don't, I want you to exercise all of your agency. I want you to be really clear about what it is you, when you're taking those next steps. Know that it's you making the choice to do the things and not that you are doing what someone else wants you to do. And especially if we're talking about your own career or your own life, the choices that you make, make it good, bad, or indifferent. Make sure that these choices are yours. So you have to be sure you want to own them, good, bad, or indifferent. Make sure that they're yours. Like, you know, at the point that you make the decisions that this is the reason why I'm making the decision. You might look back on, on them later and say, yeah, okay, I probably shouldn't have done that. Um, but at least they were yours and not somebody else's outside of yourself telling you this is what you need to be doing. Um, some people might find that easier, but I've never seen it really work out, you know, for the, in the long run. Um, so, <laughs> um, as, as women, I think we all recognize and know that we do indeed have agencies that we all, um, we can make the needed choices to a, um, understand that we do have power, not just little power, but big power that can change the environment, change the room, change the world. We can choose to wield our powers for good or for evil, but understand and recognize that you do indeed have it. And so um, I did a presentation a couple of weeks ago for a wonderful organization, and we talked about power being an acronym. And I want to take you through what each of the um, what the acronym is, if you don't mind. So um, let's just listen up and listen in. Right. So. Power has been defined as a, the ability to do something or act in a particular way, especially, especially as a faculty or, um, or quality. It's the, it's the capability or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events. And in social science, power is the capacity of an individual to influence the actions, beliefs, and conduct of others. So, yeah, we have it. How many of you feel like you have a level of influence where you sit in the seat that you're sitting in? 
How many of you want to have influence? How many of you really haven't taken the time to really review what your level of influence is? You know, and this is across all areas of your life. So at home, with your parents, with your siblings, if you have any, um, at work, in your social settings, um, at church, if church is your thing, um, what's your level of influence? Hmm? And so you can answer that question for yourself. And so again, so it says, you know, it's the capacity of an individual to influence the actions, belief, and conduct of others, right? So historically, the one who has power has influence and can make important decisions. They can rule and they can govern people and or territory. Power comes with power comes great responsibility. Power gives people to the ability to set the course of their own lives and also the lives of others. Power gives the opportunity to rule, to decide, to be free, to buy, to own, to create. Um, we know that power has been abused um, and it's been, you know, abused for various and sundry different ways. You know, somebody else gets greedy. They want what you have. They, you know, they want to gain some stuff. They want to be the king of the world or the queen of the world. Um, and so the, the key to being, um, to, to using power for good instead of for evil for me is to be, um, is to do that with humility, right? Is to wield that power in humility and to realize, you know, what your agency is, like what level of, of, like, why are you making these decisions and being very clear about what those, um, what those decisions will mean for others around you. So, um, just take that in for a minute, but power as an acronym is really key for me. Um, and it came after I watched this video, um, from Nina Segura. Um, you can look her up. The video is like 11 minutes long and she's talking about an experience she had with a guy, um, who was a CEO she was meeting with. And he basically was like, you know, I don't understand why this, this woman he worked with was really upset. Um, and, and cause he didn't get it. Cause of course the women at the company had no power. And he was like, it's not my problem because, you know, I got all the power. And and she basically made it her mission to help him understand why it was indeed his problem. And so that woman that she used as an example in her story actually went on to become a CEO herself. Um, so um, she, you know, she talked through what power actually meant for her and how a person could actually get some. And all of this was for me anyway, when I was re or reading, when I was uh, looking at the, the video, I was like, yeah, but for women of color, this is different, right? Um, because it's a mindset change. It's a mindset shift in how we use our agency to acquire that level of influence, to acquire that power. And so power, again, an acronym, the P stands for, um, perspective, patience, and pause. And so when we talk about the P in this, it means that, you know, we find ourselves in situations where there are things happening and A, maybe a decision needs to be made or we need to take an action, right? And so some of us are like, oh, it was out of my hands. Well, maybe it wasn't. So you take a pause, um, you, you, 
take a pause, sort of review what's happening and you get perspective on it and then you make a decision. Okay. And part of that requires you to be patient. Now I can tell you that I am not the most patient of people, but I can appreciate a pause and getting perspective. Um, and so I use this often when I walk into situations um, and I, and sometimes even recently um, I've had to had to take a step back and like, let me look at this from a different perspective. Like, what did I miss? Right. What things didn't I see? Help me to see it. And so and I'm not I'm not too proud a leader um, to, you know, to not ask for help. If I don't if I didn't get it, I, I need to get it. So help me get it. Um, so I'll ask the question so I can get the perspective that I need in order to make a better decision in order to use my agency to make a decision that may have influence on other people. And so that's what that is. And so, and so, um, for, and for me in this role as a, a woman of color, um, but a woman in a male dominated field, um, I think this may, it's very, very smart to do this is to take the time to pause and get perspective. And if you need to be patient, then do that also. You know, I'm usually one of those people in a meeting that just, you know, I'll say, oh, wait a minute, wait, just hold on. Let me, you know, let me think through, or as I like to say, let me run it back in my head. Cause I don't know if I heard what I thought I heard, or let me try to understand it in the way that Natasha needs to understand it. And then of course, then I'll make a decision after that. Um, the O stands for being open uh, or or uh, displaying a level of openness. And that means that you are willing to hear voices that may disagree with you. Um, that means being open. And, and I want to put an asterisk by it just a bit, right? Of course, you want to be open, like especially if you work with a team and many good leaders do. Um, even with your level of influence or your, your power level, you probably have a team of people that you, Hey, this is, you know, this is the decision that was made, or this is, these are this, these are the options on the table and you may want to get their perspective on it. So that's you being open to what others have to say, the pros and the cons, the good and the bad, the, you know, the profits and the losses, all those things before you make a decision. And that's the asterisk because at the bottom, uh, bottom line is you making a decision. It's you making a decision. So you need to be really clear about your own mind and, and the why you're making the decisions and be able to sort of back that up with fact, um, or projection if that's your business. Cause some people, you know, live, live, in projections that way. And so, um, that's what being open is about. All right. So the W in, um, power acronym stands for warm. All right. So this is us confronting the angry black woman, angry woman of color. Um, I don't even know what to call it that thing. Um, so warm says you you're tapping into your compassionate and nurturing side um, but this is also where boundaries come into play. So there's two parts to being warm, right? Um, and I want to tackle the first one first. Um, some of us aren't warm and fuzzy. It's okay. Uh, full stop. And everyone really needs to recognize that 
it, you know, if that's not you, then that's not you. And there may, may be some of us who like the, the warm and fuzzies. You like to hug. You like to, you know, the, you like the conversations, right? Um, but there's a part of, there's, there's a group of us that don't. Um, and both types of leaders are okay. Um, the other part about this that I really want to say is a, just because that label has been put on you does not mean that you need to embrace it, right? You don't need to own it. You don't need to acknowledge it. That's their problem, right? What other people think of you is really none of your business. You know who you are and you act accordingly. Now, the thing that I often do is I tell people really upfront how I lead best, right? Um, or, or basically, hey, this is me. And oftentimes I feel like that has worked really well in my career up to now. Um, it's like, hey, this is how I work best. Um, so, you know, so I tell them, hey, I'm more task oriented. So if I'm coming to you and I'm saying, you know, I'm giving you a laundry list of things before I ask how you are, please don't take it personal. It's not that I don't care about you or don't care about your family. It's because in my mind, this I need to do this data dump before I can engage with you on a personal level. And once I explain it to people, they get it. You know, and I haven't had a person tell me um, since since I had that encounter with with that gentleman a, a while back um, that I was, you know, I was mean. Um, I haven't had it. And so I feel like that has sort of knocked down that idea that oh, she does. She just really doesn't care about us. Um, people present differently. The other part of being warm and showing compassion and being nurturing is finding out how other people communicate, how they take in information. So it was really key for me, honestly, when he was saying, you don't see me, um, I didn't necessarily think of it as a bad thing when he explained to me, like, you know, in order for him to hear me, I needed to address him. Right. And so if that meant I needed to go in and say, good morning, how are you? Um, I can do that. It takes nothing away from, um, from me, um, in order to do that. Um, and it actually got him to actually hear me. And so once I acknowledged him, so, and so those are ways in which you can, you can, you can do this work, people, you can do it. Um, but also on the flip side of that, there are boundaries. There are just some hard boundaries, some lines that a, you're not going to cross or that feel uncomfortable for you or just aren't things that you're willing to do. And people have to know that too. We all have them. We, we all have those lines and those boundaries and those, those places where we just can't go or not willing to go. And those are okay. Also, um, again, I'm an advocate for putting your cards on the table up front and early. Um, that way people can decide how it is they want to, and they want to act and engage with you. And you have, you're going to have to be okay with that. That that's just how that works. Um, but again, um, it's all about com conversation and how you are um, communicating how you lead to your team. And so they will see much more than you can actually say. Um, but the more that you say up front will actually help you or help them see it. So um, I've, that, that just seems to be the way it has worked for me. The E is expressive. Okay. This is important. Because again, 
I, I mean this in all the ways that we can be expressive as people of color, as women of color. I mean, everything from the top of our head down to our feet um, has been policed in the workplace. I mean, in general, but in the workplace in particular. Um, and especially if you are a woman of color in tech, they it's like they have they have a playbook that only they have and we must follow. And we've often said, nah, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, I'm really glad to see um, more of us stepping out and doing our own thing from our, again, from our head, our hair down to our feet. I'm a big advocate in being yourself at every single level. If that means wearing your locks, if that means wearing eyeshadow, bright eyeshadow, if that means wearing your ring nose, if that means wearing, you know, large earrings, if that means wearing open toe shoes, if that means wearing, you know, whatever. It, it, to me, am I qualified to do the job? Do I show up and I do the job? Um, are my projects under budget? Are my projects coming in on time? Um, are people complaining about, are clients complaining about the job in which I'm, you know, that I'm doing? Um, like bottom line it for me. And, and being able to say those words, being expressive means expressing your agency, right? Hey, this is who I am, being authentically myself and meaning it on a level in which other people can see it. And again, be willing to stand on that, right? I'm really, I'm at a point in my life where if I can't be myself at work, then I don't want to be there. You are not going to tell me who it is I can be. Um, I'm very clear on that. And the minute that that happens, when you feel like you can tell me who it is I can be and how I need to show up in spaces that I'm maybe fundamentally opposed to, um, yeah, that's a no for me. Um, I'm just not for it. I'm just, I, I can't do it. And I say can't, meaning that I won't. <laughs> so, so I will just leave that there. And R, the last letter in our acronym for power is be responsible. And so this is, this is one of my own personal pet peeves is when a leader doesn't take responsibility. So, I say this to, to, I say this to a lot of people, but I really say this to my kids a lot. It may not be your fault, but it is your responsibility, right? So maybe what happened at work, um, happened at, to a member of your team or a member of your team didn't do X, Y, Z. Um, you are still responsible because you are the leader of the team. And so, it don't, you know, don't do the whole, well, he didn't do his part or she didn't do her part. Okay. That like, again, that might all well be, be true, but you are the leader. So you must, you must take responsibility 100% of the time. It goes to character and integrity. Okay. Full stop, period, put it there. And so you're responsible. So be responsible. And if you can't be responsible, that is a sign that you are not ready to lead, that you are not ready for the amount of power that you hold. 
take that in. All right, so let's go through it again for this acronym for power. So P, you want to pause, be patient, and get perspective. O, you want to be open or exhibit openness. Um, W, you want to be warm, and that includes being compassionate and bringing out your nurturing side, but also knowing how to you know, navigate your boundaries and know what those are. E is about being expressive in all the ways that it matters for you to be expressive, especially at work. And R is, is you being responsible um, for yourself and for others. And that's where, so, you know, your character and integrity, but also your agency pull, you know, sort of not sort of your agency shows up, like what decisions that you make and how you're exhibiting your own free will in, in, in these spaces. And so the truth of the matter is, is that women in general have all have always had power in some form or fashion, even though we felt at oftentimes that we have not, um, women of color, we too have had power. Um, we can, we can, we can tell the stories of, of, you know, women in the past who have exhibited great power. They have used their agency, um, to gain power. Um, and it might have been in some of the most unusual ways, um, that we've seen, but power they did indeed have. Um, I really want, uh, women to, to really grasp a hold of the idea that you are never without power, especially women of color. If I could say anything to you in this moment, and I hope that you've gotten a lot out of um, this podcast today is that it, you have power. Um, You also have agency. Agency leads you to make good decisions, which will gain you power or power of influence uh, or power and influence. Um, and so I really want you to make sure that you are getting very clear about um, what your level of influence really is and where it is and how you can um, motivate yourself in order to use your agency in order to exercise that and ex- and 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 really make a difference in the space that you're in, um, that you don't have to stay where you are right now and That's the key thing for me is that you don't have to stay where you are right now. If you are dissatisfied, if you are not happy, if this is not necessarily the place you want to be, you can leave. You can decide to go someplace else. You can take that agency, right? Get clear about what it is you want to do next and then move. Um, you can use that, um, your, your level of influence or your circle of influence and make some moves. I need you to get clear about what it is you want to do next. Um, and if you want to move, you know, instead of moving out, sometimes you, you, you may need to move up. Well, then how do you do that? Um, you know, use some of the, um, the power, um, acronym pieces, right? Maybe you're in a, in a, in a position where you can, or you are able to make some decisions for, for a team, right? Um, how do you, how are you showing up in that space? And again, I'm all for and advocate for you always being, um, authentically yourself. There's a reason why you're in the room. There's a reason why you're a part of the team. There's a reason why you're there. I don't want you to forget it. You do have agency. You do have, um, the ability to make choices, um, for yourself. And, I don't want you to ever forget that as well. 
All right, you guys, um, I am going to sign off now. I hope that you've gotten a lot out of this, and but I really want you to know that you do have power and I want you to use it for good and not for evil. Thank you guys. And as always, when we speak, I want you to um, find yourself safe and to be well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stemming in Stilettos. Please check out the show notes to get additional information about today's guest or today's topic. You can find the podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find additional information about Dr. Tasha at www.drtasha.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in every Tuesday for the latest episode of Stemming in Stilettos.